Welcome back to Podcrastination, the weekly conversation between Andy and me, Lizzie. A lot has happened in the last seven days and we open our chat this week discussing the events surrounding the murder of Sarah Everard. If this is triggering for you, you might want to skip the first 13 minutes or so. As always, I'm here to ask you to please subscribe, rate and review our podcast. It helps other people to find out about it. Also on this week's episode, we talk time. How do we manage it and do we feel like we have enough of it? I won't waste any more of it, so here is our latest instalment. Enjoy. Hey, Lizzie. Hey, Andy. How are you? I'm all right. It's You'd... been a bit of a week, though, hasn't it? it? I mean, it would be unjust of us to say it had been any normal, average week. In and amongst myself, like I'm feeling quite good, but there's been a lot of stuff in the news this week. Yeah. It's affecting me thinking a lot. The news this week of the disappearance, the murder of Sarah Everard, and just the whole situation around it and that sort of violence towards women and the conversation that it's opened up, which is a really, really important conversation to have. But, you know, I just think that every woman across the country is really feeling this. You know, we've all walked home and been scared and mm-hmm. we shouldn't live in a country where we are scared to just go about our day. Oh, it's really, really true. And it's a deep discussion and, and point to get straight into, but it is definitely needed. There is a lot of stuff that's come out that I myself, you know, have the privilege as a, as a man to not be aware of. And I realize now more and, and everyone has things in their life that we over the, especially over the past year, there's been a lot of situations where we all realize we can do better, but this is definitely something that actually there's so much negativity put around blame. Whereas actually the truth is there is a lot of people that could do better on this, mainly making women not have to feel in this way or have all of these atrocious stories that have just kept coming and it's really sad to see. You know, I'm really glad to have you as a friend, Andy, because I know that you're a good ally and I know that you're going to go away and you will read everything and you will find out stuff and you'll ask questions and you will stand up and call out this stuff. And so I very much appreciate that. You're not you're not one of these men taking to Twitter or wherever and saying, not all men, because of course we know it's not all men, but that's not, that's not, it's not the point. point. No. The same people that were probably putting all lives matter when Black Lives Matter was the movement of that was needed to be focused upon. And I, I appreciate that, but I fully understand we all have to educate ourselves in many, many parts of this. There's times when and I think it was, I'm a big, I've said this before, I'm a, I'm a Danny Wallace uh, fan. You know, I've read mm-hmm, his books mm-hmm. in the past. And he wrote a lot of articles for Shortlist magazine. And then they got put into a book. And I read this book and one of the stories was about, it was almost, it wasn't comical, but it was said in a way of how a, a guy, well, he was walking down the street and how his footsteps were getting louder. And he realized it was only him and this other woman on the street. And this has sort of brought that back to me. I read this I don't know, six, seven years ago or more. And it brought it back to me that actually that was an anecdotal sort of story put in a a thing that made him feel uneasy at the time that he was causing that. But it's still here today. That exact story is something that I've experienced not that long ago. Back in, I can't remember, it was December, January time. But, you know, when it gets dark really, really early, Mm -hmm. I'd only been to the co-op to pick something up and it's less than a mile from my house. And I was walking home and I walk at quite a pace anyway, but I noticed that this man was approaching me. We were walking down the same pavement and I thought, and I moved to the side because I thought, oh, he's obviously striding a bit faster than me. He's going to overtake me. But he didn't. He just kept about a foot behind me. So it was like close enough. And I was like, this is weird. But I was on a well-lit street and it was a main road and all the rest of it. And so I was just like, it's probably nothing, just ignore it. Kept going, kept going. But then when I got to the end of the road, I then crossed the road because I was like, okay, I'm just going to take myself out of this situation because it makes me feel uncomfortable. Again, I was still on a really busy main road and there were lots of people around, but it didn't stop me feeling intimidated when he then crossed the road and continued to walk behind me. And I was just 
freaking out at this point. And so I recrossed the road and then I completely changed my route home and I just went down a completely different road. And he didn't follow, he went somewhere else. And the whole situation could have been completely innocent. Yeah. But the fact is that he had so little awareness of how that what seems like benign behavior can have on somebody absolutely that is that wow i mean it is a shame that people aren't aware or or it takes something like what's happened this week to actually bring awareness because like i said you know i've i've read an anecdote like that before but i've also felt that and i've purposefully sometimes crossed a road to make sure that someone doesn't feel like i'm walking behind them Actually, that anecdote that I gave from Danny Wallace may have added to that as well. And I may have done it even more since. But that's just a really minor way of, you know, having something that's educated in your mind about how you make others feel. And the truth is, as I said, there's all of these things that you've just had to do. All of these thoughts where you said you've crossed a road, you've changed a route that the guy, innocent or not, should have been aware you know, there's there's a, an element of just do better. And I think that's a mantra, I guess, across many platforms. Yeah. And I think, you know, we're really lucky. We live in a age of social media and social media is giving women and minorities a voice where mainstream media hasn't given them before. You know, social media is the single most democratizing tool we have available to us. And it's so amazing to see that everybody is shouting about this and there is no hiding away from it. And we saw it in the summer with the Black Lives Matter. And I just feel like, you know, there's a real uprising now and that people won't stand for this behaviour anymore. I think it is testament to actually what's needed because unfortunately in 2021, with a lot of other things going on in the world, actually there is a chance, sadly, that this, you know, that what's what's happened to her could have gone unspoken about you know it could have been something that was in local news could have been something that maybe just briefly touched into the national sort of sphere but to see actually the reaction and the the hopefully you know the positive outcome that can come from it has got to to be put into everyone's mindset whether whatever social platform you're on or even if you're just watching the news it's got to make people aware of of how this is still very much part of life people go missing all the time and a lot of stories like this happen and don't get reported on which is you know a shame but and and there is a sort of level of privilege with sarah being a white woman as well i think that meant that it it has been able to play out in that mainstream media which has then allowed this social media storm to go around it but i think the reason it has propelled in the way that it has and started this conversation is because she was doing everything that she should have been doing right. She was wearing bright clothes. She had called her boyfriend. She was going the the well-lit route. You know, it's all of those things that women have to do to just go about. And I think everybody, like my friends and I have been talking about it nonstop for the last few days because it's so relatable and we can all imagine a situation where it could have happened. And it's terrifying to think that, you know, you you can't go through life thinking what if, but I don't know, it just feels really, really real. And I, my condolences go to her friends and family because it must be a horrible, horrible experience. And I just hope that we can move forward and that, that more can be done to prevent violence against women because you know we're told that attacks like this are rare but yet in 2018 2019 1.6 million women in the UK experienced domestic violence so it's shocking and horrible obviously this isn't a domestic violence case it doesn't seem to be it seems to be a kind of a random attack from from what we've seen in the news so far but that's not the point. This is still violence against women. And that's what this whole conversation is about. Exactly. It's brought out, actually, and I was sort of shocked to see a statistic of something like 97% of women have experienced some form of sexual harassment or provocative language towards them and, and things like that, when those are the bits that are coming out as well. And, and the reasons why in the culture and the underlying feelings that, you know, yourself as, an, as a woman would be ingrained to feel. And therefore, in situations, yes, you're constantly made to feel like you're the one who needs to change route, you know, switch sides and 
do everything right. And that's that's a really sad sentence to have to say about a woman walking home is mm. she she did everything right. Well, of course she did. She was walking home. and she Yeah, didn't... we should be allowed to move freely amongst the world without having to even think and worry and consider any of these things. Yeah. And you can't, like you say, take in the factor that of the random, if it is random, you know, aspect of, of someone lurking for these things. That, that's always a, a factor in this. But the wider conversation that it's played out just really highlights a really scary underlying part of society that's just not talked about, not brought out, like you're saying, to mainstream media and hopefully is more so now and, and a positive that can come out of this. Yeah, and there's a really, really great resource that I think that everyone should just go and watch and listen and absorb, and that is the TED Talk by Gina Martin. She successfully changed the law around upskirting, so taking photographs uh, of people's skirts, because she was a victim of this, and she fought for about two years to get this changed, but she was successful in the end. Her TED Talk is just incredible she just speaks so eloquently on this matter and so it's go, just google gina martin ted talk and you'll find it yeah. i really really recommend everyone go and watch that thank you that's the sort of thing that uh, you know we're, we're saying here that everyone needs to be educated in in this type of discussion and context then is a massive thing so the more actual uh, context you can get from genuine sources so your view on on how to act in these situations and and you know how you push the message to others can really be informed one yes i think we're in a position where we can force change here so that can only be a good thing that has come off of what is this tragic tragic sad story this week it's very true and we live in 2021 so there are resources at our disposal for everything and and we'll we'll go on to like lots of topics in our conversations and most of the time it's all comes down to the fact that there is information out there you just got to be able to be willing for one to be searching for it and take the time take the understanding that comes from it yes we're not going to talk about this kind of all for the whole episode but no. it was really really important to kind of acknowledge that so yeah that's just how i'm feeling this week so that's important how are you andy that's important to get out it has really been a big media week as well in general so i'm feeling okay there's a lot of you know there's a lot of stuff going around personally there's it's the the usual stuff it's a lockdown week it's working it's uh trying to find that balance and i'm gonna go into a positive there's week six of les mills workouts body combat complete Woo-hoo. Woo! and i'm i'm not gonna hark on about it but it feels good and it feels like a proper routine is there now and 255 minutes in there as well just show the level i I've sort of feel I'm I'm getting to so I'm feeling good about that. Good. Well, I'm I'm glad that you've really like established that now as part of your day and part of your routine. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's helped and actually, do you know, I I was driving the other day and it was pouring down outside and I saw three or four dedicated runners outside and I thought my goodness I'm so glad I like body combat and I've chosen to do this because if I tried to stick at the running it would not have lasted that's weather would have just completely thrown me off and it's all about finding something that you enjoy and finding the fun in it exactly other than that how's your week been I said I had a lot of stuff that I wanted to get done a lot of cleaning yes the cleaning I cleaned the car I cleaned the bathroom and just generally tidied I felt really productive and actually I really noticed so last week I mentioned that work was really really crazy and I think that that must have been why everything around the house had taken a back seat and then the balance with work has flipped back again so it's been a bit of more of a normal week this week and so in the evening I've been a little bit more productive and I've had a lot more chance to kind of do stuff really so I think it is just like where your mental energy goes from week to week really yeah I do have a confession to make though I I love these confessions when they come up go on I haven't painted the kitchen or the bathroom but (sighs) 
And and to make it worse, I found a to-do list, which was from the week between Christmas and New Year, and paint the kitchen and paint the bathroom were on that list. Welcome to Podcrastination. You see exactly why it's called this now. I don't blame you one bit. The fact that you found an old to-do list just shows the willingness was there to get it done and you're still willing to do it. It's just not putting it into action. No, and I will eventually. But at least the cleaning is done. So the painting is a luxury on top of a necessity. Yes, and I do. I love it when my flat is spotless and clean and tidy because it just, it's like my little zen zone. It's just makes me feel better. It's got to be as well. With working from home, you turn around and you're out of the office and into the living room type situation when you're in your own place. And it just needs to feel like a a place you want to then relax in. So Exactly. Have you had any other achievements this week, Andy? Well, I... There's a um, little smirk on your face. There is a little smirk. And there's a slight hint of, of real pride, but it's going to be fully caveated by the usual last minute situation when it comes to getting ready for this podcast. So as you all know, I have been reading Matt Haig's The Midnight Library. I've been very much enjoying it and it's got me thoroughly back into reading just something I wanted to read for a while. And it has not let me down so far, but I just hadn't quite finished it. And I was a little bit down about where I'd got to last week. And then I saw a certain co-host, naming no names, Lizzie, had also started reading it today uh, or last night or whenever it was. And I just, it sparked me back in because I'd got to the point where I was about 20 pages to go. And I thought, why have I let myself just have that last little bit to go? So I dedicated a lunchtime today. I actually took a lunch half hour to sit and read and finish those final pages. Well, I'm glad that I could be that motivation for you. The book that I was reading, I had got to the really good bit and so I just couldn't put it down. And then I got to the point where I was like, well, I'm nearly finished now, so I might as well just finish it. And so I was reading and reading and reading and it was well past midnight by the time I'd finished last night, but I I just couldn't put it down. And then straight away, I we actually came up as suggested that you read next because obviously I'm reading this on my Kindle, so it's, it brings it up. So I downloaded it straight away, and there's always like the first few pages that you flick through on your Kindle that mm-hmm. are you know the usual publisher information, contents, all this, that, and the other. And so I was like, right, if I go through all of that, it already looks like I'm three percent of the way through, and I was like, that would make me. That's productive. Well, it's all an illusion, but I wanted to uh, make you think that I was chasing you up behind you. Well, it did that. It really, it really did that because I had got to a good bit and I wanted to savor the end. And then I realized actually it's not Wednesday today or anything like that. I haven't got an extra day. It is recording day. So I thought I'm going to dedicate the time. And I did. It worked and I loved it. I won't ruin anything. I just, I'm. I've ticked off one of my six books for the year that I wanted to read. Oh, that is amazing. And yes, that message that I got woke up to this morning was, you better not finish that before me. <laughs> I <laughs> well, can't deny it. That I, so I, I read some this morning before I started work and I never normally read in the morning, but I was reading this morning because... <laughs> You knew what it would do. <laughs> because I'm competitive. Not that I thought I could catch you up because I knew you were near the end, but just that's just the competitiveness in me. But here's, so, here's where my competitive bit comes out because I knew that there was a big chance that if I can't say on this podcast tonight that I had finished it, that we'd both finish it at the same time by next week. That's when That's when the revelation would come out. Well, I'm just really, really glad that this has helped you to be productive. It's helping me to be productive as well. I'm getting way more stuff done and, you know, keeping on track with all of this stuff. So it is working. And I high five you through the phone. High five. Thank you. And good job on ticking off your first book. Thank you very much. It sounds like a primary school uh, report card, but I like it a lot. No, you you well, you're two down now, so that's reading for us is very no, much a I'm habit. Three down. Oh, okay. I was trying to make myself feel better. You're three down of your goal of twelve. And yes. then, so you so you're ahead. You're on to your fourth one and we're not three months into the, the year. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm still ahead, just. So we'll see how we go. Fine. Love it. But this sort of leads us really well into something that I want to talk about today, which is time. We all have the same amount of time in the day, or as you quoted in that first episode, we all have the same amount of time in the day as Beyonce. We do. So I just wanted to chat to you about time management, whether you think you're good at that, your how you view time, because I think really time isn't the issue. It's prioritizing priorities and where what you know where we value that time, the priorities that we put in it, really. It's a good conversation to have because our whole remit for discussions we had long before starting this podcast and, and ever since and the reason behind it was putting things off and thinking actually where are we in life and where have we got to comparing ourselves to others and like you say everyone's got the same number of hours in the day but what what do we do with it and I taking for example finding time today to finish reading I could have easily put that off I've I heard uh, many a motivational quote about time and sometimes it really sticks with me and I feel really productive. I use it. The one that's saying, if it takes uh, 60 seconds to do something, don't put it off. Do it straight away and then it's done. It'll feel good. Don't put off today. What? Sorry, don't put off till tomorrow what you could do today. Those sorts of quotes, they're the ones that stay with you, but you can still just waste so much time. And I blame everything under the sun except myself sometimes. You know, I'll blame social media, I'll blame TikTok, I'll blame whatever comes into yeah, mind. But I think today is a perfect example because you prioritized today and you made that time and you've probably got that time every single day yeah but there's a decision at some point where and the words that probably come out of your mouth at some point or other are i haven't got time for that yeah and i think many of us will be guilty of that but it's true i will often say i i haven't had time to read today whereas truth is i could have easily made time I, i've found myself scrolling through my phone 10 15 minutes later i've gone well that didn't achieve anything i'm you know, I'm caught up on other people's lives that I don't, Some, many of whom I don't know. And, oh, there's a you know, confession. Yes. You know the other week where I was doing that thing where I was putting my phone on the other side of the room so I wouldn't use it. I do. Well, last week when I got my little stats mm-hmm. that came through, which was the week after the week of putting my phone away. The only way is up, right? Your phone usage has increased by 40%. <laughs> 40%. 40%. I mean, wow. I keep mine at a steady, you know, it's always high. When you when you try and take it low, it's all, always going to go up. But last week I did have this real like burst of creativity and enthusiasm and I was creating loads of content for my Instagram. I created for loads hours. of content for podcastination and I just had all these ideas. I was trying to engage with other peoples and support my friends that are trying to do stuff as well. And so I just found myself in my spare time on Instagram a lot. Whereas the week before, I had tried to avoid Instagram completely. And especially during the workday, like had my phone as far away from me as possible. You've hit the nail on the head though, because actually I prioritized reading today and I felt better for not just you know, mindlessly scrolling through. But actually, if you're being productive with your time, it's different. And the screen time was productive last week. Yeah, I don't feel guilty about it. And actually, I've carved out this time in my day. So I know it's normally you would say it's really bad to reach for your phone when as soon as you wake up in the morning. But I have been getting up and I make a coffee first thing I do, and then I get back into bed. And then I I've been getting on my phone and that's when I've been creating that content. Mm -hmm. So I've been thinking about what I want to post, whether that's on my own Instagram or whether it's on the podcastination one. I find the photos and the images. I go on Canva and I create it. And I'm doing that in that hour or so at seven o'clock in the morning before I start getting ready for work. Mm-hmm. And so it does feel productive and I'm carving that out in my time so that when I do then start work, I can put my phone away and it's not distracting me. It's really good. That's a good routine to have. Your usage will steady. If you look at the stats of, of everything, like I've said to you before, my stats include 
Spotify and stuff like that, whereas actually sometimes you just leave it open and it's all it's all relative. So if you if you know that you've been productive with that time, if you know that it's been good usage of social media time and, and stuff like that, restricting can be a good thing, but actually if you just have a balance and you know the balance you know what works for you it's treat it in a very similar way i guess to exercise know when it works for you know when it doesn't know to listen to how you're feeling about it and don't let it become an obsession which is very very easy to do with phone usage and and social media definitely still have that impulse to grab the phone sometimes and i have to stop myself but no i feel like there are those times where i'm going right you've got an idea in your head go and spend half an hour creating that bit of content getting it ready either posting it there and then or thinking right that's what i'm going to do for tomorrow morning and and just spending it like that and it does feel like i've got a good balance with that now that's good so are you feeling about time management then that there's a good grasp on where you want it to go is it something that you you know you're feeling like you've got it at the moment but are there things you want to improve on is it sort of is that ever entered your mind I think I have pretty good time management skills for my job particularly around the events that I do but not just events kind of a lot of the work that I do it's it's quite project-based project management and therefore everything has to be done for a deadline and that deadline can't be moved particularly for an event because that event is happening at that day and if you're not ready for it then you're not ready for Mm -hmm. it but similarly you know I work for a radio station we're doing live broadcasts every day and we'll be planning for a show that's going out on a particular day or you know something that's happening and there's no wiggle on that you have to get stuff done for that date and so for a very very long time I've worked I've worked this way and so I'm very good at working to deadlines and I'm very good at time management in that sense I mean I love a deadline. We've talked about this a lot. I love Mm -hmm. the pressure that that gives me. And that's not to say that I'm not flying by the seat of my pants. It's true. The day before an event. But on the whole, I think I have good time management. Good. Uh, Well, I would would like to think I could say the same, but I'm fairly confident that I could probably also bring up a number of scenarios where I don't feel like that's the case. And I do think that there's a mindset change. You talked about last week how I feel exercise helps my mindset and and things like that. Cognitive function. That would be the one. I'm glad you remembered that. I feel that it helps me perceive my actions in a certain way. So it's given me a bit of, I've actually been thinking about this week because not only have I felt physically able to complete longer and more physical workouts I actually then think okay I'm planning my time around those so fine have I got x number of meetings today what time do they finish what should I do it later should I do it in the morning and actually then functioning my day around fitting those in has created a time management for those and to create that habit similar with reading what have I got to do so am I working late Am I cooking? Am I tidying up? All of these things that what household stuff needs to do. And then what time have I got to sit down and actually just go, okay, I'm going to take this time for me to read. And mentally, I've been constantly prepping my days in that way and trying to carve out the time for the habits to to be in there. I think if you have in mind a list of things that you're going to do that day, you can work your way through it. And then if you have a day where you haven't got that kind of direction from the from the off in the morning you're nowhere near as productive you don't get as much stuff done no, i think no. it's it's less about the physical time and more about the perceived time i think isn't it you've got to really want to do something or change something in order to make better use of your time so these conversations the coming out of or the lockdown life situation, shall we say, has created different scenario of time for me. You know, there's there's no commuting time anymore. And yeah, but don't you find this really weird? Well, you work late. You work late quite a lot, so you might have a different view on this. But I'm not commuting, so I finish work. And sometimes, you know, I have been probably working a little bit later than I normally would. But then I suddenly sort of go. I feel like my evening's gone. 
And I don't know whether that's just because I can't actually go and do anything in the evening, whereas normally I'd be meeting a friend for a drink, going out for dinner, going to the cinema, whatever it might be that you would do in normal times. And the time now is just sit on the sofa, we're done. It's almost like your brain's gone. It's switched off. And the day, yeah, the day has ended. And so it's sort of ending at half seven, eight o'clock-ish when I'm sitting down to have my tea and putting the telly on. Whereas obviously it hasn't, there's still two hours or so until I go to bed. Yeah. But I don't really do much in that time between eight and 10. I don't see that as like productive. I could be doing something time. It's sort of, and it's important to have downtime as well, obviously, but I don't know. I just feel like the day is, is done a lot sooner in lockdown than it was when we were out and about. It may help, obviously, with the restrictions lifting, hopefully, over time, but lighter nights and all that sort of stuff will hopefully add to that. And you might start gaining a new habit of thinking, okay, it's it's 7.30, but it's still light for another hour. I'm going to go take a quick lap around the block, you know, a walk and, and do something different or productive and then come back and relax. But there's always been, for me, there's an element of trade-off and guilt when it comes to time. Now, what I mean by that is if I am doing something so that something could be watching netflix okay and it's if i'm watching one show on netflix i'm using my time i'm using that 45 minutes and i'm not doing something else i'm not watching something else i'm not reading uh, i'm not listening to another podcast for me there's always been that trade-off and that's where i've always said if i'm reading i'm not writing but then when i'm not reading and writing i i feel even guiltier and each time you've actually just got to say i'm doing something yeah and watching these shows is still a good use of time as well yeah absolutely it's you, know, not... you get a lot of enjoyment out of it it's a way of switching off and relaxing. So yeah, there's no harm in that. Well, I was thinking about this a lot last night and I did try to change my mindset with it. So it got to about 9pm and I've been meaning to, this is so boring, I've been meaning to pickle some shallots that have been sat in the bottom of my fridge for ages. And I just kept not getting around to it because I didn't think that I had time to do it. And then I was sat there watching some absolute rubbish on telly. You know, I hadn't picked a decent show to watch or anything. I was it just it was just on in the background. And I was like, do it now. Do it now. And so I did. And it didn't take very long, maybe half an hour, 45 minutes, the whole process of making the pickling liquor, cutting the shallots, sterilizing my jars. And I really enjoyed the process. And actually, I ended the day kind of knowing that you'd done that. And also, I think there's something about doing, making and doing, isn't there, that's quite satisfying. And it felt like I had achieved something, even though it was something small and silly. It's fine. I say it's fine. I told you this, that I would not have enjoyed being there because I cannot stand vinegar. It's a controversial subject. Yes, well, it's nearly 24 hours since the pickling occurred and it still stinks of vinegar in my flat. I've been burning candles. I've had the (laughs) oust out. I've had the windows open. It stinks. See? They They taste good, though. I was going to say no good can come from it, but if you enjoy the taste, that's fine. But for anyone that didn't think that it could get much more exciting than I've got to clean my bathroom and my car, I've got to pick all my shallots, it's surely up there. Well, you know, Lizzie always asks me how we find things to talk about each week. Well, Lizzie, we, we're reaching the end of the road. This it is, is, it? is this, this is my life now. Like, it's so uneventful that these are the topics that I'm having to bring to the table. That's fine. Next week's episode will just be, has the smell gone from your flat yet? That'll be the only topic of conversation. Anyway, we're getting off track. So back to time. Yes. If we weren't in lockdown and we were meeting for a drink, would you be on time for meeting me? Right. I want to say yes. There is probably people that might say no and this is this is so long since we actually went and did this that I can't remember whether you were punctual or not I'm fair I I like to think I'm punctual my wife would probably say different but yeah I'm very much someone who wants to be and I get out when I need to and I know when I need to get out or I know when I need to be somewhere 
recent form or pre-lockdowns form was probably 50-50, mainly because I just like to think that I'm doing lots of things that get in the way of me being on time. I don't know. I'm not bad. I, I have a lot of worse friends for this. I think we've all got that friend that is the worst at this. Yeah. It's something that's really, really important to me. I will always try and be on time. Yes. And if I'm running late, I usually get in a panic and I will message people frantically so they know where exactly where I am. Like if I'm if the tram is running late and me mm-hmm. somewhere like, we're at I'm at Cornbrook and it's stopped and it's not moving and everyone's like, it's fine, chill. But I just think that being late to meet a friend is rude. It, it means is. that you value your time more than their time because you're quite happy to let your friend sit and wait and waste some of their valuable time because you can't turn up on time so it's a a bit of a pet peeve of mine and I really there's just no need for it no I'm not gonna I can't defend anything these are hypothetical situations the only thing I can say is if you're relying on a, a tram and you happen to miss one or there is a leaves on the line I don't know what if that happens for trams as well and there's something out of your control then there's there's not a lot you can do there yeah of course out of your control and look i'm only human i'm not saying that i turn up on the dot for absolutely everything because that's just not true but i endeavor to be there on time for people like but genuinely endeavor to be on it not these people who are like oh it doesn't matter if i leave someone waiting half an hour if i left someone waiting half an hour like that would bother me a lot it- I am. I, I agree. I fully agree. And it does feel weird because it, it feels like a long time since I've had genuine plans to actually meet someone. But I I would say in terms of like meetings, I'm always dialing in a minute or two early if I'm not in something else from before. I'm always having to be punctual like that. I uh, have social virtual gin events, as we talked about last week, and I'm always on time for that usually there are times like you say where you've got something that's cropped up and for me it could be something recently you know we we may have a time to record this and I say I just need 10 more minutes sorry because of Cooper you know all of these things that suddenly you can't okay, control now I'm feeling like I'm trying to guilt trip you which is not the case at all it's because fine. I've equally have said I need 10 more minutes no that that's fine and obviously we're not doing anything at the moment so you're not strange really, isn't it yeah whereas I think if you know that someone's traipsed across the city to come and meet you and you know that that person has also been rushing to get home from work getting changed getting ready and they've done all of that at such a pace that they've arrived on time and then you, you know you're then half an hour late if you just said originally can we meet half an hour later you'd have gifted that person that time back to be able to you don't know what that might have been it could have given them a bit of time to meditate or ring their parents or yeah, yeah. do that little job around the house so it's just it's just that I have one a friend who is always late for any social occasion but she has such and this again it goes back to the priority she will never ever be late for work and she would never ever miss a train or a plane or anything like that she has like anxiety about those things and the organization and the preparation that goes into making sure that she's not late for those kind of things. It's like, well, why don't you honor your friends with the same respect? I was going to say, when you were talking about someone being half an hour late, is there someone in mind? Because it sounded like there was situations that have happened that are just being brought out and I'm normally a very, very laid back person, but there's mm-hmm. this like fury bubbling up inside me. I can see it. No, and I, I love all my friends dearly. And I don't think she listens to this podcast, but if she is, she will 100% know who she is. Amazing. I love that. We don't have, to, when you don't have to name names and someone just knows it. No, I'm not, I'm not calling them out. I'm not no, no. No, so I won't make you name names. We'll leave it there. But it is good to be punctual. It is good to be. A good friend and respect other people's time as well. So yes, I'm using this as my public service broadcasting, my Lizzie service broadcasting to all my friends. Never leave me waiting; it annoys me. We're longing for those days to arrive again. So hopefully, you won't be left waiting when they do. I'm so desperate for social plans now that I would quite happily wait for hours if it meant that I would see somebody at the end of that wait. Everyone's waiting, aren't they? Everyone's counting down to. How many people are we allowed? When? Where are we? 
gardens, pub, beer garden, when is it? Everyone's got marked on the calendars. Yes, countdown is on. But then I think, you know, as I was saying, that goes back to everyone can, everyone's good at time management. It's just about prioritizing, really, isn't it? Do you know what? You can do grand things or you can do minor things with time because the whole Beyonce quote means you should be doing something spectacular with your time. But actually, time management and carving out time are very important things. If you need the hour in the morning to get yourself straight in terms of social media, in terms of getting the creativity bit out, if you need half an hour in the morning to do yoga, if you need an extra 15 minutes to prepare a healthy breakfast, if all of these things are time management. And, you know, I've spoken about lockdown affecting my sleep patterns and, you know, really feeling it, but making that effort to wake up at a normal time, you know, the time you would normally or carve that extra time out in the day, it's there. Um, I've seen a lot of TikToks that people say that they get up at 4, 4.30 and this, that and the other. And I'm like, I mean, there's there's oh. good there's good time management and then there's just craziness. I love a morning, but I'm not getting up at 4.30 in the morning. No. You know, not unless I'm waking up in Mauritius or Hawaii or somewhere and you're like, do you know what? Sunshine through the drapes, give it to me. The only reason you should be getting up at four in the morning is to go and catch an aeroplane. That is true. That is true. Those are, or were the days. Or coming home at four in the morning. Yes. Yes. And those were the days as well. And <laughs> those will probably return first. Distant, distant memory. So do you have any like non-negotiables in your day? So there are certain things that you have to do every single day and you will always make time for those. Good question. Do you know what? Since having a, a dog you know for a couple of years now actually non-negotiables obviously are getting him out for a walk and that gets me out for a walk so part of that is very much become a habit but my non-negotiables have, have changed I guess so the habits are forming now that actually some form of walk and or exercise I want reading to be a part of that I can't say that there's specific non-negotiables each day I'll have to have a think I'm going to throw the question back at you while I think about this and now I wish I'd prepared an answer ah. um no, I don't know, actually. I talked last week about how I used to have that really regimented attitude towards the gym to mm-hmm. the point where it was quite restricting in my life because it was a non-negotiable and therefore it had a knock-on effect on other areas. And I think I've tried to be a bit more balanced and not have that same rigidity. However, yeah, my non-negotiables are, particularly at the moment while I'm working from home, I want to go for a walk every day in daylight. Yeah. And I've been in a workshop for the last two days, which meant that I've been off email and kind of been focusing on on particular thing. So not on working on other stuff. And people have been putting meetings in my diary. And all of a sudden, and the last few weeks, I know I've moaned, I moaned about this on the other episode. My Fridays have just become insane all of a sudden and someone has put a meeting in in my lunch break tomorrow which I'd blocked out as my lunch break that's just uncalled for and I think there was a lot of people on this meeting and I can see the email chains as I've gone back into my emails after this workshop where they're trying to find a time that suits everybody and I know that it's tricky when you've got a lot of people's calendars to work with but it just means that tomorrow I am in meetings back to back from 10 o'clock in the morning until four o'clock in the afternoon back to back so I'm like when am I supposed to eat when am I meant to go to the toilet yeah and my non-negotiable is I want to get out for a walk so I either have to go early in the morning yeah or later in the afternoon you know it's not the end of the world but I know you mean I I wanted that time in the middle of the day because it really just helps break the day up and Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel quite as intense it releases some of that tension and it means that I work better in the afternoon I'm a better employee if I have a lunch break we could probably do a whole episode on office etiquette I feel we'd have some stories between us it's happening to a lot of people and I think you're right and there are companies that make sure that you block that time out but then that does become the only time that everyone's available so it's not ideal the only thing you can hope is that you know something finishes early or you gain an extra 15 minutes here or there but still it's a rush isn't it and then it's not the time that you wanted I guess you have to 
take solace from the fact that actually at four o'clock it it will still be light you know hopefully good weather yeah it will i feel like all i'm doing is moaning on this episode (laughs) (laughs) it's not it's not the end of the world obviously but it's just it's just a bit annoying i'm like no that was my hour you're allowed annoyances that's a that's a good one you know if if you were in the office and that was happening you would probably not be getting out most lunch times anyway but you want to at the moment no you i need did. that break. i always oh, did oh that's good yeah i'd always get out i like i like solace i like time on my own i like my space so i would always go for a sneaky walk and if anyone tried you know when someone's like makes eye contact I'm like, oh are you going to the shop i'm like no 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 i'm going on my own leave me alone <laughs> Wow. Else you just get the whole office uh, shopping list to come back with. Yes. Well, I would do. I would go and get things for people. But no, I think maybe it's just I feel a bit out of control of this situation because this email chain was going on and everyone was negotiating the time. And because I was unavailable, I couldn't then say, actually, I can't do that time. Can we do it at this time? I didn't get to have my say on it. It's just been plonked in there. And I can't not go. either. It's not one of those. Non-negotiable. It's (laughs) non-negotiable. The very least they could do is deliver a Subway sandwich to my front door. Is that something that you maybe could go back and suggest in the morning? Just Well, I just think if you were having a lunchtime meeting in the office, someone would have ordered a platter of sandwiches, wouldn't they? I just because like we're office. working Just because we're working from home, I feel like we should be offered the same privilege. I can't take credit for this statement. This is my friend Paul. He always always says, if you're having a lunchtime meeting, I don't care whether we're working from home or not, you've got to have a platter of sandwiches. Brilliant. That is definitely office etiquette I can get on board with. You just need, you need the brain fuel. I'm going to be good to nobody. I get hangry. Note to self, we should always uh, (laughs) record this after dinner. Yes, provide snacks. Actually, I'm not a very hangry person, but I am angry when I don't get my walk. That's Fine. my non that's my non-negotiable. Goodness. I mean, don't <laughs> don't turn up late to a walk with Lizzie because at the moment <laughs> those two combined would really just throw her over the edge. I don't know what's got into me tonight. I've clearly got a lot of like pent up frustrations. Absolutely fine. We've said this is therapy session and I and we'll call this progress. Okay, just speaking out for myself. Just good. <laughs> so you should. This is this is the platform to do it. So this thing ages ago, somebody said to me about time was at age and time. If you imagine the days of the week, Monday to Sunday, mm-hmm. from the age of zero to ten is Monday. Okay. From the age of eleven to twenty is Tuesday. From the age of twenty-one to thirty is Wednesday. From the age of 31 to 40 is Thursday, 41 to 50 Friday, 51 to 60 Saturday, 61 to 70 Sunday. Assuming that, you know, the average life expectancy is, it's probably a bit more than 70 now, but. So when you start to look at time like that as the days of the week, which is a much smaller concept of time to comprehend compared to 70 years, Mm -hmm. and you realize that us at our age, undisclosed, Mm. we're on Thursday. I mean, undisclosed, you've just narrowed it down, but... Well, within 10 years. We're we're not only on Thursday, we're having lunch on Thursday. (laughs) Make sure the sandwiches... That's that's so funny. (laughs) But isn't like it's kind of terrifying that we're on Thursday already. I'm I'm at least you know I feel like I'm Tuesday night out on the beers. Do you know what I mean? That's that's where Tuesday Club. Tuesday exactly. I am fully lifetime member of Tuesday Club right now. Yeah. So it's just when I think when you realise whereabouts you are in that sense it makes you realise how little time that we have on this earth and that we need to live life to the fullest and to make the most of it. I like it. I fully intend then to uh, put all the effort in, put the time in to have things completed that I want to do by Friday. And what do you want to do by Friday? Well, exactly. By the time I hit 40, you know, you've got to have these, everyone's got these things, you know, life starts at 30, life starts at 40, all of these things, you know, 30 things by 30, 40 things by 40, whatever you want to do, 
time is what you make of it. So it just makes me feel that I've got to get stuff done by Friday. And that could actually be every single week. Do you know what? I'm going to take stock every Friday. I'm going to go, what have I got done by Friday? And for the next five and a bit years, I can use that. And then it'll turn to what have I got done by Saturday for 10 years? Yeah, I think we just need to keep moving forward and remember that time isn't infinite. It's true. Or our time isn't infinite. I feel like, you know, we're probably getting towards the end of this episode and I haven't done my quote of the week. Quote of the week. And it doesn't really relate to anything that we've talked about, but it was something that someone said to me this week and it really, really resonated with me and I kind of felt quite proud of it as well. So the quote is, the greatest warriors are those who are willing to face their own demons. Ooh. I like it. Yeah, very deep. Sounds very uh, Sun Tzu philosophical-esque. I mean, that, that as you can tell, I have a background in those things. Um, <laughs> Degree in philosophy, have you? <laughs> do, apparently so. Um, no, that I like it. It's, it's apt for us in some respects. It doesn't have to be exactly everything we've been talking about, but it, it's very apt that we are carving out ourselves as the best versions i.e a warrior and therefore we are having to face our demons along the way you know we're having to take on board everything that we've done before and say what works and what doesn't and in the- yeah we're constantly challenging ourselves and we're striving to be better exactly and going back to the very start of this episode talking about that we have to be better in many aspects so Facing the demons, i.e. the unspoken things as well, really are the things that we have to battle and we have to do better at battling. And I just love the word warrior. It's a word that I've used a lot over the last few days, actually, um, to describe my friends, to describe myself. I don't know if I should admit that I say that, but, you know, in terms of affirmations and that kind of thing, it's it's a strong, powerful word. And I have been feeling like a warrior recently. I feel like I feel strong and I feel happy and I feel good. And I just, yeah, really just love that word. My favorite yoga pose as well is is the warrior poses. They are very strong. But as it's been uh, International Women's Day this week, I feel it is a great word to describe just... Women in general. Women in general. I feel it is a, there's women in my life that I would absolutely describe that. You being included in that, obviously. Oh, and there's, thanks. But it is true that you've got to realise what's inside you. And actually, any battle that you're facing, if you're hitting it head on, you are a warrior, you are attacking it, you are stronger than you ever realise. Agreed. Well... On that note, Andy, I mean, we've covered again, we've gone all, all over the place tonight, but it's it's been good. I've enjoyed my therapy session. I'm glad it's helped because I've enjoyed it too. If people want to get in touch with us, if they feel like a warrior and want to tell us that they are a warrior. It is at podcastpod on Insta, at podcastinationpod on Twitter. And if you want to email us, it's contactpodcastination at gmail.com. Fabulous. We do love to hear from you, so please do get in touch. Please do. Well, I think other than that, Lizzie, it has been a, an absolute pleasure, and I will leave you in peace to uh, get rid of that smell of vinegar from your flat. <laughs> Thank you. I will see you next Tuesday, Andy. See you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye.